Welcome to the Motherhood from Scratch podcast. We are two moms with large families striving to be gospel-centered in everything we do. From homeschooling and marriage to homemaking and healthy living, nothing is off limits. Join us for a time of encouragement as we walk out motherhood together for Christ's glory. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for coming back and tuning into Motherhood from Scratch. Uh, today is a special day. We have another special guest on. And so we are not going to spend too much time chatting. But first, we want to uh, check in and, of course, see uh, Stephanie, how are you doing? And then we want to introduce, uh, well, Stephanie, actually, uh, we'll have her introduce uh, our guest today. So how are you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. I'm good. School's going well. I, I have, I have nothing to say. Just, just, <laughs> just can't, you know. <laughs> life. It's life. Like, it's normal chaos, normal, all of that. But how are you? How are you? <laughs> you, said, you said that was short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, we have just been busy with the church plant um, and learning a lot through trial and error, but that can be a whole nother 30 minute conversation, but we are healthy. Everyone is doing great. And so, uh, like I said before, like, I honestly just can't complain, but I want you to introduce the guests so we can get uh, dig into this conversation. Yeah, we have a lot of good stuff to talk let's about. Get in, let's get into it. So yes. today's episode is about what to do when your spouse is gone. Busy seasons, traveling, working long hours, or in our case today, deployment. Our guest is Bethany Bethard. She is a friend of the podcast, a mom of five, homeschooler, all the things. This woman here is superwoman. So Bethany, <laughs> hi, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you what you do? Yes, yeah, so thank you for having me on the uh, podcast. I am a military wife of 12 years. Um, my husband has served in two different branches, Marine Corps, and now he's in the Army. I have five kids. We have homeschooled. I don't even know what year of homeschool I'm in, so... <laughs> Uh, um no really I think this is like my seventh year if I count like preschool um and then yeah I am an avid outdoors woman I do a lot of hunting and fishing and uh all the things yeah I do a lot of things yes you are very active I'm always watching your hunts and stuff on social media girl you are an inspiration to us all (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> That's one of my passions. I really do like to, uh, you know, encourage moms to still get out there and kind of have their own, whatever their own outlet is. And mine just happens to be hunting. Yes. So what are two big things that help you be successful when your husband is gone? Uh, so the days are long and the, but the weeks are short. And I kind of like look at that as like a long-term, I try to really, um, pick attainable goals, not only for like what I want to do as a family, but for myself. And so that I have things that I'm focusing on because I feel like, you know, we're always running with chaos. Like it's a rolling ball of chaos from the time that I wake up to the time that the kids go to sleep. That's right. And <laughs> if I'm not focusing on things for myself, you know, Bible reading, working out, you know, I want to 
you know, there's a hunting trip that I want to do or, you know, it's not really a trip because I don't really get to do those things, but like a day, you know, like <laughs> things, there's things yeah. that I want to do. Um, and then as a family, kind of like goals that I want to do for my homeschool. So that's going to kind of keep my mind busy and my family busy because I feel like once I let the chaos and the dust settle a little bit, that's whenever, you know, the enemy creeps in and that's whenever, you know, there's, it just is like, Oh, this like this loneliness of despair, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really setting goals and, um, staying active, staying active, pushing myself because, you know, no one's going to get my kids out if I'm not doing it. No one's going to, you know, put them in sports if I'm not doing it. So just really just pushing myself, maintaining our lifestyle as much as possible. That makes sense. I like what you said there. If you don't do it, nobody's doing it. You, mm. you have to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that that is, that is really good. Just mentioning the accountability and holding yourself accountable, especially when your spouse is, is gone for a, you know, a long amount of time. And if you wanted to, you could stay at home and be in your pajamas all day and eat all the snacks and, and yeah. let your house and you can let your house fall apart and he can come back and you've gained 50 pounds he's like oh like yeah <laughs> what you know what happened so no I think that, that is really great um and that leads into kind of our the next question is what are some of the things that you have learned that don't work for you so now you said goal setting that works really well for you and being intentional, but what is something that you're like, okay, like don't do this. So in the beginning, it was kind of like, I just created a whole nother life whenever he was gone. Cause we had a different schedule, you know, when he was here, we we're on military time. We're getting up early. We're going to bed at the same time. You know, like I would just, the things that I would do would be different. And, um, as you know, I've, we've had a lot of times of separation. I've learned that I need to maintain that lifestyle. So I still do like the clean the kitchen at night type of routine. You know, I still try to stay in that same cycle because, uh, it just doesn't work whenever I'm kind of just like, oh, like you said, I could not <laughs> do anything <laughs> and I'm on my own. And, you know, there is days. I'm not saying that I'm on it every single day. I mean, there's always a laundry basket that's ready to be filled, like folded, you know. Always. Um, no, trying to maintain that. <laughs> what are one or two big things that you wish you could have let go of sooner? Do you think, like, as you've been just different deployments as you guys have moved and stuff, like what's something, a mindset change that you wish you would have had maybe earlier on in your marriage? I could probably go a lot of facets with that. Definitely homeschooling, um, just expectations. Um, mm -hmm. I let go of that. Like, you know, I, you know, I think over the years that I like, you know, this, some stuff just might not happen. Like I just might not be able to get to a project, you know, now we've bought and sold houses, you know, so if you guys have followed me for a long time, but we've redone a camper, we've bought and redone houses, like we just, we do crazy things. And there's just things that I'm like, you know, I might not get to that. Like that is something that I might not be able to do. And so, um, let go of expectations, letting go of, you know, a false goal, like something that, like I said, attainable, I've had to learn to make attainable goals, you know, attainable weight loss, attainable, just 
uh, things that I want to do. Like, I'm like, oh, me and the kids, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to do that. Like that might not happen really. You know, like what's attainable for me to really do. Um, maybe not all of my kids can do a sport at the same time. Like whenever my husband mm-hmm. was here, Yeah. you know, yeah. Yes. Uh, we're going to have to cycle through, through some of these kids not doing something yes. and, or but putting them together, you know? So yeah, that's what I've really tried to let, like, I, you know, I've always said this, some people, there's seasons of life that we go through. Sometimes you have a little dish and you only could put so much on it. And then there's people that can carry on turkey platters. I'm a turkey platter type of person most of the time, you know, <laughs> but you know, when it deployments happen, it feels like stuff's falling off my platter, you know, and I got to be like, you know, I'm holding dad's responsibilities too. You know, my truck broke down several times this deployment. I drive a 20 year old diesel that my husband's a diesel mechanic. So when he's not here, I'm like, <laughs> I was going to fix my truck now, you know? Um, and so <laughs> when dad's gone, I'm putting dad's responsibilities. I'm disciplinarian and nurturer. Mm. I am, you know, fixer upper and, you know, gatherer, you know, like I'm doing all of these things. And mm. so I learned that I might not be able to do, I got to put some of my other stuff on a side dish, you know, like I, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why um, it's it's so important. Like you've said uh, quite a few times, like setting attainable goals and uh, whether that is for yourself or for your family and also setting boundaries like around your heart and realizing 100%. like, OK, like what's important for the season of life? Like I know we have talked about it before on the podcast, like embracing the season that you're in. And I think especially with deployment, it's like, you can't fast forward in time. You're dealing with what you're dealing with in the circumstances. They're not always going to be the best or your favorite circumstances, but it's like, life doesn't stop. Like one thing that I have noticed in some of our toughest circumstances, and it sounds kind of silly, but it's like, like on my worst days where I may be having a hard day with my marriage or fighting with my spouse or like our family is going through something, the world is going to keep spinning. Like everybody else around me, like like everybody else around me is like walking, you know, living their lives, doing whatever. And it's like, okay, so this is a life that God has given me. How can I be a good steward over what he has given me? Um, And so I, they're really good. And one of the things we didn't, we didn't even ask you yet is what made you guys decide to homeschool in the first place? So I was actually homeschooled first through fourth grade. And so we are, we already kind of had that. Um, and we, I have always talked about like, that was one of the things I wish my parents would have continued homeschooling and stuff. And so we lived in California at the time. And when my older was getting ready for preschool age and in Oklahoma pre-k is state funded like kids go to school in pre-k it's not that way in California there's select pre-k's and there's only you know there's like a wait list and then most of them are privatized and you pay for them so my husband was like I was already at home I was going to school at the time for a bachelor's degree and he was like why don't you just homeschool and it's preschool for like you know 30 minutes a day whatever so I was like yeah why don't we just do that? And then uh, we went to go, we moved to Hawaii and everybody's like, oh, the schools and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. So we're like, well, what was homeschool? So then we just kept homeschooling. And then it was like a year by year thing. And then it turned into, we're just never, like, this is our life, you know? So um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it happened. 
yeah. it was just like a well, let's do it let's be out of school you know it was never like a super serious conversation until it was already like years into it and then mm-hmm. we were like you know I was just are we are we schooling to eventually put him back in or are we going this is what we're just gonna like and I had already known that God had laid it on my heart that that's what we were gonna do um and so yeah we just agreed and so now it's, we're we're lifers <laughs> yeah yeah so a support system for you how do you build your community how do you build your support system while your husband's away uh I meet godly women like you and uh no, <laughs> no I uh I have actually it's been ups and downs and you know uh, in the beginning when we lived in California, we had family came visit here and there. I really didn't have a lot of people. Um, and then we moved to Hawaii and I started meeting other moms and I, we created like a little Bible study of homeschool moms. And I met some amazing friends there, but really, you know, you have to go find them, you know, and some of those homeschoolers are not like the easiest to find. And so, um, really plugging in. And then, you know, we found a really good church in Jacksonville, Florida, when we lived there and I met a lot of women and I'm just like, you know, it was actually years of praying with no support system, no friends. And now I have an abundance of godly women in my life. I I could call at any time and get prayer. And, you know, I feel like that's really something I just had to give to the Lord because I didn't have that. And now I'm just like, I, I could like, like almost cry about it. I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I have so many godly women in my life right now. I don't even know, like, it's amazing. It has, it's been an amazing experience. But um, as far as like immediate somebody to come watch my kids, you know, right now we live in our home state. We're both from the same hometown. And so if there's like an emergency or something like that, we have people, but it's still, but that's something me and my husband really want to get. It's like a babysitter. But you know, with five kids, it is so hard to find a reliable babysitter that you can call, you know, and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. You have to really create it. Really, church has been where I've found that the most, though, is people in my church and stuff. Yeah, that's, I, I think that that is, that is a real struggle that we have uh, funny. You talk about like how, how you prayed and God has really blessed you. I think that has been the biggest piece of me and Stephanie's journey as well is praying and God answering our prayers. Cause even when Stephanie had moved here and she didn't really know a lot of families and I had jumped into homeschooling too. I, I prayed and I was like, God, I can't do this on my own. Like I, my family was not supportive. Well, they were with like preschool, but then when they realized like, oh, I was going to stick with it. They're like, <laughs> oh, like, uh, like we don't really know if like we trust your decision. And I'm like, uh, it's not really up to you. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm like God like I need help like I don't want to mess up my children I don't think anybody who homeschools sets out to mess up their children um but I think it's a real fear of like like what if I don't teach them something or like even I just I was reading something that somebody posted on Facebook about putting their kid in school and they were talking about how they took a test with like um it was like a test over the government and like the systems of government. And I was like, oh, 
and this was elementary, I was like, oh, they would be mad at me because I haven't taught my kids. Like, I mean, they know Bible history, like ask them anything in the Bible, <laughs> ask them Bible history and they'll get it down. But they're like, yeah, like they should be knowing about like the executive branch and the judicial. And I was like, oh, like, I mean, we was going to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that a high school class government? No, it's good. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't think that they need to know that. Um, I don't think that they need to know that right now. But um, but one of the things that I did want to uh, ask and talk to you guys about is is the overwhelming feeling of loneliness sometimes that can happen oh. because it does feel like, okay. I know people will say, hey, this is what you signed up for. So, you know, you decided to have the kids and like your husband's at work supporting your big family. So, you know, why are you to complain? But it's like, it's like, that's not, that's not the perspective that we view it as. Um, Mm. But at the same time, it is very real in the sense of sometimes we have a lot to hold and it seems like it's impossible to juggle it all. And so when you are, feeling those overwhelming feelings of loneliness and not only that but you are a step further than me and Stephanie because your husband is literally gone so like ours you know he may be at work for most of the day or he may he may be doing your training but yours is physically it ain't you can't drive and meet him so how do you how do you stop yourself from becoming resentful and and you know looking at your husband like oh like no, he's my enemy or he's against me. But like, how do you remind yourself? Like, no, this is something that we're working together to do. And that's whether that's in homeschooling or homemaking or just, you know, just your life in general. So the loneliness is real for sure. And I think that, you know, I have friends like you guys. And I think because we come to, we come to the marriage table as like a unit and as biblical based. And we, as wives put so much on our husbands as being that that pillar in our family when that pillar is removed because of work you feel like it's lonely because you have built so much of your life around this you know biblical centered family Mm -hmm. he's such a key piece you know and whenever there's two people working whenever they're you know you're there's going to be time when you're not together and you're just that's there's going to be those times, but whenever your whole life is centered around that biblical family unit and your husband's gone, it is very lonely. And there's times where you're, you're exhausted because you have five kids. You have played mommy and daddy to all of them. And by the time that, you know, nine o'clock rolls around and there, there's not a peep and you're by yourself, it is very lonely. So what I do is really know that I'm not the only one that has to go through this. And thankfully this deployment, I've actually had the best communication with my husband as in him being available. And um, so I do get to talk to him daily. We can text and all this stuff. So I'm thankful for modern technology because I talked to like my grandmother-in-law who was, her husband was in the Navy and they were writing letters and I could not imagine not being able to hear for him. (laughs) he, you know, like I need to be able to call him and like decompress, um, you know, rely on the Lord knowing like, this is what God's called me to do, uh, having an outlet, talking to my friends, you know, having that, that time, because 
And that's a lot of the reason why I talk about hunting and encouraging women to have some type of hobby, have something that, that is theirs. Because if I didn't have something that I could do to kind of escape and feel it, I just, there was years I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I was just so lonely. And that's, that was like, you know, I had to have an outlet, you know, working out is something that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that goes back to setting those attainable goals because there is going to be moments of silence. There is going to be times where you're just depleted and yeah. learning how to deal with it, learning that if you leave a crack open for the devil to open the window, he's going to blow it open. And so, yes, you have to be able to be like, "Mm -mm." like, I know I'm lonely. This hurts, you know, like this, like I I'm, I'm tired of doing this by myself. And I get in those well with me, like attitudes. I can't, I, I can't say that I don't because I'll tell my husband, I'm like, the, the card broke out. <laughs> oh, like, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You're not here. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, I fixed the washing machine, you know, like you, you know, I, uh-huh. It's, it's really hard. It is hard. I don't think there's anything that's going to fix it because of how we set our family up for your husband to be such a key role in our family. We yeah. depend on him yeah. emotionally. And um, so I, there's not, unless you just didn't have that biblical unit, you didn't have where you could just like reset and have your own life without him here, you know, you're going to always have that. And we've, that's, we've built our lives years around this him being such a leader when he's absent, I still try to, you know, I honor everything that we have discussions about. Our budget stays the same. If we're going to spend different money, we talk about it. You know, I text him like, I know he's not going to read this until he wakes up tomorrow, but he knows why I pulled that out the ATM. You know, we played for football, whatever that still putting him in that leadership position, even if he's like, babe, make the decision. I still have to put like still honoring that leadership all the time. Yes. And while women think that like, oh, he's gone, I'm just gonna bootstrap it, you know. And we do most of the time. But when there's times where you can still put because you know, he still wants to feel the connection back. And I think a lot of times it's I get in so much like it's me, it's me, it's me, but I don't realize, you know, he's missing all these birthdays. He's missing yeah. all this time. There you yeah. Go. And I need to make sure in him, like, hey, I'm buying this for the birthday. What do you think about these things in the Amazon cart? You know, when you get to it, hey, this is what Peyton wants for a broker, you know, like, so trying to continue our biblical role, even in absence, it helps with the loneliness because you're still trying at some point. I'm not out of sight, out of mind. It's, it's still connected. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I definitely, I appreciate that answer because I think it was, you were real and you were honest in that. Like, you're like, hey, like, I do feel this. Like, these are very real feelings and like, it's going to be a struggle. Like, you didn't sugarcoat it. You're like, you know what? Like, this is what it is. Like, you just have to deal with it. Like, you don't just, um, you don't just like put on a happy face and say, all right, like, I don't need you. Like, I don't need you as my husband. Like, like, no, you're like, no, we still need him. 
we just we mm-hmm. just do what we can and I think that women and the mentality now is like well if the man ain't around then I'm gonna I'm gonna do it myself and and that's what it's just gonna be like there is no there is no I think I think a big part of what you said is including him and still leaning into that biblical role even though he's not home and I think that's that's big like that takes um that takes sacrifice that takes discipline that takes commitment like especially when they're when they're gone and um think like you said like whether it is whether they're gone at work and um you know it's something like Stephanie's husband and he's doing a training or whether he's miles away like we still we still have to lean into that biblical role of hey like at the end of the day our husband is still the leadership the leader of our home um and and you know leaning into that and, and respecting that so um no, I, I love that. That was just, that was an encouragement to me, even though you're like, Hey, it's hard. And sometimes that's the answer. It's hard. Right. Yeah. You don't have to deny that. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, there's gratitude. Gratitude always helps, but there's still like a, no, I miss him. I, I need my husband. Mm-hmm. I wish he was here. That's okay. That's your, that's your yes. man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we are completely out of time. Bethany, thank you for encouraging us. I hope you guys out there have been encouraged today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. And we are going to close this out. Thank you for listening and talk to you guys soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Bye.